The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I am your host for the evening. Welcome to the program. It is Wednesday, May 19th. Uh, happy spring, everyone. The sun is shining. The flowers are blooming. Things are looking up. Hopefully, we're getting uh, towards the uh, end of this uh, dark tunnel we've been in with this pandemic. Um, things are starting to uh, uh uh, head in the right direction, so we're very happy about that. Welcome to the program. we got a good show for you tonight. Uh, having said that things are looking up, there are still a lot of folks who are struggling out there on many fronts, and tonight uh, we're here to talk about one of those fronts, and, and my guest tonight is someone who's fighting on those front lines. I'm using the word front a lot tonight, but without further ado, I'd like to welcome President of Malden Overcoming Addiction and a good friend of mine, Mr. Paul Hammersley. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure when you call. I'll never say no to you, Michael. Uh, Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's important to talk about this stuff, and I'm glad you called me. Um, so we, there's so much we could talk about. It's been a while, and uh, I don't want to leave out. You actually have, uh, it was too long of a, a title for me to say. I want to leave your, your city job. What is the name of that? So I'm actually the Addiction Recovery Resource Specialist out of the Health Department for the City of Malden. That's okay. my job during the day. Right. Uh, so you're pretty much 24-7 with this well, stuff. Yeah, 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 it's it's busy. It's, you know, the, the phone never stops. Yeah. Well, it's been, first of all, how you been? It's been a I'm, while. I'm fantastic. Yep. And I heard you mention that the end may be near, and so they've put a date out. You know, they've said May 29th that... Uh, they're, they're loosening up some things. They're loosening up uh, a lot of things. And then on June 15th, the state of emergency, state of emergency will be being lifted. That's huge. That is absolutely it's scary, huge, yeah. you know, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and probably a year and a half since you were last on, Paul, I'm not sure. It was, de- it was certainly pre-pandemic. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it could be that, 18 months ago, sure. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons, uh, for many reasons, but it was important that I thought we'd have you on, um, is to talk about uh, certainly what you do. And, uh, you know, we talk about the pandemic, but there's been an ongoing opioid pandemic right thank you for saying that on the front lines of of this um but i i I wondered it's impacted everybody's life and and uh, obviously some people uh it's it we've lost life and i work with the elderly population who's hit very hard now we're in pandemic well well, well, yeah i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna go back and forth yep but but the covid19 pandemic how has it affected the realm of addiction it's been absolutely tragic. 
So um, I like to say that we're fighting a pandemic during a pandemic. I, I said before COVID hit that it was a pandemic. I mean, a couple of years ago, the country lost 72,000 lives yeah. due to active addiction and opioid overdose. Um, it, in 2020, has been 100% worse. The, the numbers are up. Um, you know, what recovery folks had, they shut it all down. And, you know, people in recovery like human connection. Yep. You know, and so all the meetings had shut down, all the places were shut down, and people were forced to go on Zoom. And, and it affected every population, not just addiction, but addiction, I feel, got hit super hard. Right. Because people need that connection in those meeting halls. And there's so many things. Um, and I feel like it was forgotten about because the pandemic took front and center, and by rights it should have. Yeah. But it affected. we are in the middle of a health crisis with the disease of addiction right now, and, you know, the numbers show that. Devastating. Uh, Absolutely devastating. As you said, the human Mm -hmm. connection being such a huge part of what you do. Yeah, you know, there's been too much... How do I want to word this? So isolation is not good for a person in recovery. Just to sit home during the pandemic and try to go on Zoom, it really wasn't working for a lot of folks, especially folks that just entered into recovery that were new back last year in March when they shut it down. So, you know, there was there was a lot of challenges that, that folks were facing. The numbers of relapse went up, the fatalities went up, and the State House um, just put out an article this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the fatalities and overdoses are up quite a bit. Tragic. The numbers are up. Yep, yeah. they, and they put it in their uh, their newsletter. So you know we're we're really facing it. Yeah. Well, uh, again, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to have you on talk about that, Paul, because um, mm. again, you know, because the news has been rightly so about the the virus itself, but it's affected so many aspects of of one hundred society, mm-hmm. and uh, this one is. Uh, again, was was in trouble to begin with, right? Uh, was in crisis mode. Um, That's and, and 100% correct. All right. So, but there is, um, hopefully, things are, are turning back in the right direction. First of all, that must have put you just in a panic. As Did you feel you had to re-strategize? You know, uh, in like anything else when you're when you get into something yeah you don't realize what you're into when it first happens regardless what that thing may be and when covid hit it was you know we were all confused we didn't know what it was going to be and slowly but surely as things were being taken away yes we panic is a good word um <laughs> you know it, there was a lot of scrambling trying to get folks together trying alternative methods so people could meet and just discuss things one-on-one before Zoom, and it, it, it just wasn't working out. You know, we just, people couldn't get together because then they limited, I think, the people down to 10 or 5 at one point. You couldn't meet outside anywhere. Or you wow. could, Yeah. So it just, um, when, Zoom, when Zoom came, it's a good tool. Zoom has been great, mm-hmm. but it didn't work overall for people in recovery. They just don't. It's not the same. You know, Zoom is great for meetings, and Zoom brings people together, and, you know, it, it works in my professional life, you know, a lot of times, because yeah. I don't have to drive to wherever I have to, I could just, you know. I think people are tired of Zoom overall now. <laughs> Correct, but it, it no, did work. but in your work. line of work, right, right. But, but for, for folks in recovery, it, right. it wasn't um, beneficial. Well, um, let's talk, let's back, let's back up a little bit. Um, mm. The Bridge Recovery Center. Yes, 
the planning. Mm-hmm. This just didn't happen overnight. No. So, um, you know, I always like to go to the beginning, and I always bring up Mayor Christensen. So of course. Back in 2013, um, a few caring individuals met at Triangle down on... Uh, Place I know well. Yeah, down Pearl on... Street. That's right. And, you know, we put an ad in the paper, and this was pre-Malden overcoming addiction, just anybody, because at the time, fentanyl came out, and things were getting bad. Yeah. So we met as a group. I think the police chief was there, and Mayor Christensen, and then there was just a few citizens talking. It, it really wasn't going in a direction. It was just a meeting about people using opioids. So right. we, we started to meet monthly and then all of a sudden, we decided to do a vigil. And that vigil at Malden High School back in 2013, a lot of people showed up. So we saw the need and, we, you know, we kept up with it. We said, you know, we'll, we'll call it Malden Overcoming Addiction. And um, we became a nonprofit by 2015. And around, around 2014, we were, we were meeting at the Salvation Army on Main Street in Malden. Yep. Under, under the lavies. Yep. And... Uh, the Mayor Christensen had asked one day, what's your end game? And I, I thought that to be a very intriguing question. He said, what's the end game for Malden overcoming addiction? And I just simply said, well, we hope to have a building in the city where people can go get the resources and get the help they need. And I didn't know what a recovery center was, but I, we knew we wanted to have a place for folks to go to instantly get the resources they need because there's a lot of barriers out there for people trying to get help. Sure. And as we continued, so it started in 14, we worked at it for six years and we learned about recovery centers and, uh, you know, Senator Lewis got involved, Mayor Christensen got involved and there was a grant out there and we we went for this um, back in 2016, we went for something and we didn't get it. We were denied, and that's okay. You know, we went back to the table again around 2017. Mid-2017, we went full-blown. Big board. We had a board. We had a lot of people with us. We were convinced we were going to get this grant. The grant was for $400,000 a year for eight years. So it's three point two million. Two thousand seventeen. This is now. It was in between seventeen and eighteen when we went for this. And again, we put. About 18 months of hard work into the logistics, the building, you know, meeting with the council. There's just so much stuff went into this, and the state shot us down again. And um, that I was devastated on that one. You know, I just I didn't want to do it again. Reasons? Uh, did you get reasons? Did you we get- just weren't, uh, I guess, the grant. Uh, there was 30 applicants, so they, okay. you know, there were other applicants. They felt the need in other areas may right. have been greater. Yep. I found out after that we were just, um, it was suggested to me from one of the state legislators to um, maybe you need a partner. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just maybe, like, because Malden Overcoming Addiction, in the eyes of many, it was great in the city here. You know, we're doing great work. But in the bigger scheme of things, we were a very small fish in a big, giant pond. Gotcha. And we didn't have um, – I don't think we were ready to take that on at that time. So we, we took our idea, and I went and met someone, um, John McGahan, the CEO and president of the Gavin Foundation. Myself, Mayor Christensen, um, Senator Lewis, we went and met with John, and I pitched the idea – 
to him. We went to his recovery center in South Boston, and he was gracious enough to um, to accept. So I asked him if he would if he would partner with us if we could use his good name because you know he he might be the 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 piece that we're missing. Yeah, and he was. And so, come 2019, um, we were told, yes, you know, now you have it. So we got the it's 3.2 million, um, 400 thousand a year. Wow. So it, the grant goes two, two, and four. So it's like it's over eight years. Um, so the goal is that Mr. McGann will turn it over to us in two years. He just he's getting us to the to the spot. He'll mentor us, and then it'll be up and running. And then we'll put in for the next grant, and hopefully, Malden Overcoming Addiction will be the sole person running it. As it sits right now, the Gavin Foundation gets the funding. Malden Overcoming Addiction is on the rent. You know, Got the it. space, you know, we, we kind of split everything right down the middle. Right. So it's um, the building staffs eight people. I don't know if I'm going into the right part right now, but That's that, okay. that was no. the story how we got it there. And so we were accepted, I'll, I'll back up, when we were accepted in 2019, they told us we had the grant, and I can't leave this part out. So when they told us we had the grant, we had to wait before we could announce it. They just let us know we had it, and then they said, we'll let you know when to move forward. But the building still needed some work, and we had to raise money for the work, but I couldn't do anything until they gave us the green light to go ahead and do something, yeah. and when they gave us the green light, we only had two weeks to actually come up with um, a considerable amount of money for the build-out. It was a $72,000 we needed. We needed to put in a kitchen and bathrooms. And Tough some, to raise money when during the silent portion of the... And it was right... It was pre-pandemic, and I have to say, I'm going to... I have to say it. Um, the Baird Foundation, Adelaide Breed Baird Foundation, sure. um, I, we went and we sat with them, and we, we, we told them our dilemma, and they didn't think twice. They awesome. believed in us, and they gave us the money for the build-out, and... Uh, and that's it. Lo and behold, um, there, there it was. And then the pandemic hit. So then everything came to a halt. But wow. we, at that point, we had the money. We had the spot. We had the people to do the build-out. But then the pandemic hit. Oh, unbelievable. So it was slow getting it all going and getting it to the point where, you know, the city had to go and inspect it and do all of these things. We had to put an elevator on the side of the building. And there was just many things that had to happen. But it all came to fruition in February when we opened. So we, we haven't had a grand opening yet. We're going to do one probably this summer. but um, You actually have programs operating. Right, right? now. Yes. But we didn't do a yeah. grand opening yeah. because we, we don't want to do it small. We want to we want to do a very big grand opening where everybody can come and everybody can get a tour. So we're open. It's right. open right now at 40% capacity, and uh, folks are going in there daily. There's programs in there right now. There's, there's a slew of programs. You can visit the Bridge Recovery Center Facebook page to see what's going on daily. The yep. website is the Bridge Recovery Center, I believe it's .org. Um, it's, it's, it's open. It's doing well. I was in there today. It's fantastic. So part of that whole, it's funny, they said, you, you know, you need a partner, and you're a small fish, and this thing is huge. Number one, how many recovery centers are you aware of in the state? As of right now, so when we got accepted, they chose eight out of 30. So right now, there's 27 currently throughout the state. It started with seven. Yeah. There's currently 27, and this will get to the point 
where it will be as easy to find a recovery center in a community when you drive in as it is to pull up anywhere and say, where's the senior center? Like, there'll be a recovery center in every community eventually. I'm convinced of it. Because in every community where there's a center, the, the, the overdoses are down, crime is down, and, you know, that particular activity that may have been going on pre-recovery center is down. Right. Recovery centers are proven to be very good in the community. Right. And, uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's like when you're trying to, and this is probably the wrong phrasing, but when you're trying to sell this idea, um, you know, almost anybody you know is affected. Right. These, you know, in this, this day and age. Right. And um, communities across the state and, of course, uh, across the country. But I remember it was years, it was years ago, not the last time you were on. Maybe it was, you know, we were back talking about this five, six years ago. When you mentioned fentanyl on this show and you said, and, you know, I had never heard of that. And you were like, this is the Godzilla of Godzillas that's, uh, you know, on the street right right now. And uh, it still is. It still is. And um, it exploded. And, of course, um, it's been tough for folks. But but it's like, you know, every every you have a family member or a friend or somebody at work has struggled with substance addiction in some form. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so this is fantastic news. Yeah, it, it's really good. And I do want to say on the show, if, once people are watching, they, for people that don't know what a recovery center is, yes, it's not a detox. There's no beds. There's no medical. This is a peer-to-peer recovery center, meaning it's just peers going in. The peers decide what they want. Everyone in there is in recovery. Okay. No one in the building is using. There are no counseling services there's no medication being handed out none of that okay this is a peer-to-peer center just like a senior center it's just folks show up that are in recovery hang out they could be you know there could be pool being played there could be a game being watched there could be yoga being done right now we have a um there's a uh, karate class in there. There is computer building. There is resume building. There is um, life skills. There is meetings of all sorts in there. It's across the board to get people back into the swing of life wherever they've been, and they just need assistance getting back in. So everybody's recovered, but do you have folks in the throes of addiction that show up? Yeah, so some people may come in looking for help, and we can instantly make a phone call and get them in the right direction. Okay. Yes, 100%. That that could happen. If someone came in asking for help, but for instance, I run a meeting out of there every other Monday night, the first and third Monday of every month, we run something called the Bridge to Hope Family Support Group. Because what we have found out and what we've seen time and time again is the families suffer, struggle the most. Yeah. Okay, that's just how it is. At every phone call I take, what do I do? Oh, my God, it's my brother, my father, my mother, my sister, my son, my daughter. Um, no one knows what to do. So for families that are affected, you're welcome at this meeting. Anyone that's affected, family or friend, by the disease of addiction, come to the Bridge to Hope Family Matters meeting. 6.30 to 8, the first and third Monday of every month. First and third Monday. And, of course, uh, they, they have a Facebook page, website, MOA has all of oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's on, it's, on our, it's on Malden Overcoming Addiction's website. It's on the Bridges website. But, yes. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, before we forget, we got, you, you have uh, events as well throughout the year. And now that, now that we're uh, 
opening up a little bit out there in society. Um, what's on the horizon? So we haven't had an event, and you know, Mike, we, we do seven events a year. That was That's just what we do. Um, so we haven't had anything for 16 or 17 months. Um, so the next thing, Stigma Day was a big day for us. Stigma Day is something that we do. It's an online campaign where we, we gear it towards the students, the kids. Yeah. But it's for everyone. Anyone that wants, you wear a ribbon, you take a selfie, you share it on any social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever yeah. you want to do with this thing, and you, and you put the hashtag, the key is to hashtag Malden Stop the Stigma. Okay. Because what happens is I go in, I have the painstaking job of going into all these social medias the next day and searching the hashtag for the photographs. Gotcha. And, then, and then we put them together. Um, generally, what happens is Jim Valenti at the high school, yep. his kids put together a video of what they think stigma is, and I work with them, and they do a fantastic job. So the kids at the high school put together a video. They all wear ribbons. Have Mal- they done a new one every year? Because I remember Every year thing. except last year. Oh, except last year. Okay. So we did yeah, the first three. Yeah. We, we actually did the first three videos, but then we decided, let's give it to the kids. Yeah. Let them do it. It's, it's their day. Sure. So we were getting an opportunity to go in. They let us, Malden Overcoming Addiction, myself, and I usually take someone from the school. We go into all. There's, every school but one participates. Um, and we, we get a chance to talk to 3,300 students. Wow. And we go in half-hour increments. We do the Salem, we do Linden, we do the BB, we do Ferryway, we do MC, we yeah. do Chevrolet, and we, we, we come in and we get a chance to meet with every kid from fifth grade up. And they all, for two weeks prior, they're being taught what stigma is, what, you know, because stigma comes in many forms. It's not just addiction. Yeah. If you look different, if you're heavy, yeah. if you're a different color, whatever that looks like, we try to break down the stigma because we're all one and we want everybody to live in harmony. So we just want to break that stigma down. And, and the the main um, story I like to give where people understand is the, the person you may see, and I, I'll just say at a, co- at a coffee shop that may be out front on the ground. Yeah. You may see someone asking for money. What's your first thought? First thought, the first thing you, you think of, you see that person, they're sitting there, they have a sign. They want money for... Something alcohol or drugs, yeah. I mean, everyone says the same thing, but what if that person is just down on their luck? What if that person just needs a hand and that stigma? Because I'm guilty of it myself. You you instantly see something and you make a judgment call. Well, that's that's it, and that's in for years now. This stop the stigma, I've loved this promotion. Mm. Um, uh, you're right, we we look at someone with drug addiction and we think, oh homeless person, uh, kind mm-hmm. of marginalize that person. That's right. Um, but um, it, it could be someone in any walk of life. That's 100% correct. correct. And um, so I think it's fantastic what you're doing. I got a question for you. In the years that you've been doing it, have you, have you felt uh, a change in, in, how, in how it's looked at? Has, has yes. the stigma been reduced? Of course, and I'll tell you how, because when I first brought the idea out, we weren't in the schools. Yeah. Now we are across the city. We are, we are as low as fifth grade. Yeah. Um, every teacher is involved. Every business is involved. Everyone's on board. We put our flyers all over the place. Every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
so people are understanding it. Yeah. Um, and I do want to say this year it's going to be totally different. We're not going in the schools just because the schools just got back. So we're just going to run a simple online. June 9th is Malden. Stop the stigma day. We have ribbons. We're just asking anyone that can get a ribbon from us just to participate online. How can people get a ribbon? Uh, you can get a ribbon at the Bridge Recovery Center. They okay. have ribbons there. Or you can contact Malden Overcoming Addiction. We'll get a ribbon to you. Okay. You, you, we, will, we will put a ribbon in your hand. But, again, it's an online campaign. You put the ribbon on. You take the selfie. And you share it on social media with the hashtag Malden Stop the Stigma. We're out of the schools this year just because of everything going on. We wanted to give them time to get in and get acclimated. We didn't want to come in and have the teachers throwing this at them, you know, at this point. So um, we decided we're going to do it. So it's a, it's just a June 9th is hashtag Malden Stop And they'll Stop have the a video stigma. that's... There's no that, video this year. We're no going to share one from years past. Okay. Because listen, count I, me in. We we didn't uh, we didn't participate last year because of COVID. It, COVID hit two weeks prior to Stigma Day. We were all set to go. The teachers had the ribbons. Everything was set, and then they canceled everything. Wow. So in the other event that we are about to announce, so I'm going to give you some red hot information right now. That's what I like about this show. I red alive. Red hot information. The first Saturday in August. It's going to be August 7th. I just got my permits yesterday for Mr. Joe Levine for Lincoln Commons. We're having Malden Overcomes Day in Lincoln Commons. It's a thank you from Malden Overcoming Addiction to the city of Malden for allowing us to be here. We thank the city of Malden every year. Bouncy houses, food. Fantastic event. Sack, of, sack races for the kids, yes. balloon toss, What's DJ. the date on that? It's going to be Saturday, August 7th. If I th- it's the first Saturday in August, and I don't have my phone in my hand. I want to yeah. say it's August 7th. Okay. I have not even shared the flyer yet. I just got the permits today. So, you know, it's going to be a great day, and everyone is welcome. No one, no one, it just if you're coming by and you're around, come on by the park. We're there from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That must have been great news. And now with this. Uh, Fantastic. The new news about loosening up the. That's why I'm announcing it. Right. Because I, go. <laughs> I got the permit for the park, not knowing if I could go ahead with it. Oh, I was, awesome. we were thinking we could, and yep. then everything got loose. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Fantastic. So, so here we are. That's good news because yeah. we've uh, had 14 months of uh, a lot of people suffering. So that's awesome. Yeah, across the board. It's just trying to get back to some type of normalcy. You yeah. Know, if we can get the kids in the park. I mean, if people want to wear masks, wear your mask. Whatever, whatever it is. Right. But, you know, there'll be no state of emergency. And we are going to celebrate in the park just because. You're you're saying thank you to the The, to the city city of that. That's it's a thank you to the city. We we pay for it. We just it's free. It's a hundred percent free. There's no money involved. Come on by. Bring your kids. Bring bring your mother, your father. Bring everybody. Bring your grandparents. Just come by the park and say hi. We have some people speaking. There's music playing. You know, there's there's stuff. All kinds of things for the kids to do. Resource tables will be in the park. Food will be in the park. Awesome. Mm. Um, good news all around. See, I told you things were looking up. Um, before I forget, I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, we talked a lot about the, the recovery center, but uh, the organization Malden Overcoming Addiction, yeah. could we get a little detailed in the services it provides? Yeah, sure. And, and you, you mentioned, because um, I remember you mentioned there's, there's a little distinction with everybody's in recovery at the recovery center. And, um, uh, at, for instance, do, do, do you inform people where open beds are? 
Uh, at Maldon over, Absolutely. Overcoming. Okay. Absolutely. Well, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit so more So Maldon Overcoming that. Addiction, um, we're located at 350 Main Street. Um, we just got a home location. It's no longer my house. Um, <laughs> Mr. John Priato, we're, we're over at 350 Main. And so we have a, a few things going. We have a recovery coach program where we, we have a couple of coaches on board for folks that may need some assistance in life on their journey of recovery. And a recovery coach is someone who promotes recovery removes barriers your biggest cheerleader it's someone that doesn't judge you yes walks along your journey with you walks along your path of recovery and just is there to guide you on your path and listen to you so we have coaches available for malden residents only you can you can um, visit the website maldenovercomingaddiction.com if you're interested in a recovery coach and you're struggling you know with with, with whatever it is alcohol whatever, whatever your struggle may be if it's substance use related, we will 100% help you. We also run a scholarship program. So we get a lot of funding from grants in the city. It's a lot of good people in the city of Malden who, who give us um, – we, we're 100% funded. We're grassroots. Yep. Every dollar comes from this city, from the people in it, and from some grants. So the scholarship program, the hardest thing for a person to do when they make the decision to go for help is they go to a detox. We'll help you get there. Okay. And a lot of times if you don't have the proper insurance or you don't have enough money to go down to Florida or whatever the case may be, within five to seven days, you're back in the same place you were five to seven days ago and the odds are 95% that you will return to the previous behavior. Yeah. Um, it's only five to seven days later. People still don't want you around. You know, people, you know, or you it's it's really tough for folks so what we've created is we can take you after detox and we'll pay for a sober house we'll put you in sober living we'll pay for four weeks we will put you in it costs it's roughly eight hundred dollars and we'll put you in there we'll assign a recovery coach to you who will work with you weekly and then on week five it's up to you so we pay the first four weeks so it's expected of you in those four weeks to look for a job yeah. Once you find that job, now week five is on you. But we get you over that 30-day hump because 30 days is the toughest spot I was going to ask you, is that, the, is that the, the big hump you need to get it's over? A, it's tough to put. Say. There's so many humps, but that's the big one. If you can put that first 30 days together because you, you, you tend to clear up a little bit, it takes a while for it all to – listen, I'm a man in long-term recovery. It took me a couple of years to lift the fog. Yeah. But the first 30 days is the toughest. You know, it's it's a few weeks. You got your sleep pattern. Everything about you is just off. Yeah, you, you're getting hit with all those feelings from every different angle. You really don't know what to do. You don't want to be here. You don't want to be there. You don't want to. You don't, you don't even know what you want. You don't know what your favorite color is. Right. You know. So we help you kind of get over that hump. So that's a scholarship program we've run. We've put 56 people through it since 2017. All Malden residents. Incredible. Yeah, in four years. So we're averaging twenty, almost almost twenty people a year. Yeah. So it's uh, in the success rate. It's probably, I think we're at nineteen percent, which is still really good. Um, what about the opportunity to become a recovery coach? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so we've also been grant funded through a lot of the good people of the city. Yes. So it's, we run recovery coach academies. I bring in trainers. 
Okay, um, in the train, we just ran our second one with the city of Malden. I just finished it two weeks ago. So we trained 20 people at a time, and it's not just Malden residents. That was obviously put on hold for the past year. No, no? oh no, we, we powered through. Oh, okay. Because That's we did good. it all on Zoom. Okay, all right. This is what I mean. We that. didn't oh, so sleep. Was, we didn't that was a rest. Godsend. We, okay. This is why I said Zoom helped in a lot of professional areas. Gotcha. It right. just it was hard for folks that were trying to to go to a meeting but zoom was good in other areas and Perfect. we we didn't stop the whole time during covid like these are things that we did so we took an in-person training and we figured out how to do it on zoom and, it, and the the recovery coach training is 30 hours it's over four days you have to commit to eight hours a day for four days okay. and then you get your certificate of completion but we just ran um our fifth one was two weeks ago now i just got funded yesterday for another one and we'll do it maybe in the fall or early next year. So it's, I'm looking at the fall or January, February of next year. So uh, when these folks become recovery coach, they're then part of your toolbox? They're, at they're, your they're part of our toolbox, but the beauty of this is they're not all from Malden. So That's what, what happens with us? This is an expensive course for yeah. someone just to do it on their own. It might cost them four or $500 to do it. So we get grant funded. We take in 50 applications. We, we do an application process. And people put them in from Everett, from Malden, from Somerville, from wherever these applications come in. And we choose the best 20 that will fit the criteria of what we're looking for, for them as well as us. Um, and once you finish that academy, yeah. now there's other trainings you must do. You have to do about nine other trainings and then get 500 hours in the field. But once you finish the actual Recovery Coach Academy training, you're able to work under the tutelage of someone who's certified. So you're able to, to start recovery coaching. You have to get this certificate first. Got it. And then it's like it's like any other job. You gotta get to this point. It's kinda like going to school. You gotta get your bachelor's and your master's. Yeah. Um, and we're under we're convinced it doesn't matter if you stay with us or not, because we just put twenty people out in the world who are gonna be doing this work because there's not enough of us. I don't care if it's just Malden, like people come, we train them and off they go, right. they get their wings and now they can start doing this work because this, this takes, this is going to take a long time and it's just dedicated people. When you want to help someone that you don't even know, that says a lot about a person. Yeah. A lot of the work I did during COVID, I, I'm still working with people today. I haven't met them yet. I've been working with them six or nine months. I haven't even met them. It's all phone. It's all telehealth. It's, you know, they right. get going into a sober house and the, or a halfway house. Like these guys are still contacting me and I still haven't been face to face with them. Incredible. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's it. And there's a lot of people that want to do this work. And that's good news. Yeah. A lot of fine yeah. folks out there. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked about the wonderful community that we're a part of. And uh, I was uh, on the website doing a little research for the show. So our little social media coming out of uh, uh, your platforms. And our own business community here in Malden comes up huge for MOA. Mm. Talk a little bit about that because I know a lot of those fine folks. Well, why don't we – you have the names there, right? <laughs> I do. All right. So I'll tell the quick story and then we're going to give the names out. So what happened um, – so we're, we're part of the Bridge Recovery Center. And the, the grant is the grant. The grant never goes up for the bridge 
but the rent goes up and everything else goes up as the years go by. So the bridge is going to need to sustain and raise some money. So I have to say his name specifically, Paul T. Murphy of Paul Murphy Insurance. Uh, he's a very close, dear friend of mine. And I've been working with Paul. Me too. For about three years. Yeah, um, good man. He loves the work that we do. He has supported us over the years at every event that we have. And he took it upon himself he had an idea to get a bunch of businesses together to donate money to Malden Overcoming Addiction for the Bridge Recovery Center. Now, we've worked at this for close to three years, and it came to fruition last week. So eight businesses gave $2,500 apiece, came down to the bridge. We gave them a tour. They gave us $20,000 last Thursday. Awesome. And that was awesome. I went yeah, right it yeah. was uh, it was amazing. And I, if you have the names there, I would I love do. for you to put those I names I do. Out. So this was spearheaded by Paul Murphy of Paul Murphy Insurance. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, that's my old boss. Paul's been uh, – he's been there for this community for so long. He's done so much for the Bread of Life and yep. many other charities as well. So no no surprise there. Um, Louis Barreto of L&L Services, Anthony Dakotas of Townline 10-Pin, Tony Bartolo of Tony's Auto Body, Gavin Murphy – Stallworth of Yankee Pest Control, Peter Tufts of Tufts Construction, Bob Kaminsky of Mystic Paving, and Arbella Insurance Company, who de- donated a total of $20,000 to you folks. Um, it was great a- job, guys. That's incredible. The event itself, and you, you brought up stigma. You brought up, have, have we seen it change since we started doing it? This is exactly Ah, good point. Okay, they came in, they toured the facility, their jaws dropped. It was such a feel-good moment because it's nothing anyone thinks it is. And they were just blown away at the work we're doing with people, and they want to be a part of it. They're going to continue to help us. It's people like that who are are going to catapult us to that next level to get us out of this public health crisis because it's people like that that will help us amongst so many others. Right. Yeah, shout out to the uh, community coming together. That's awesome. God bless you guys. Yeah, yeah, amazing stuff. All right. What else we got? You have uh, the summer is wide open now. What yeah, else? The, we- the summer is <laughs> wide open. Uh, you know, we got the events going on. I mean, th- there's so many things, Mike, if you, you, that we could talk about. But I do, I do have to give a shout out. So this stuff, people in other communities constantly call me. I took a call yesterday. Yeah. From Cohasset. Paul, how are you doing this? How is this happening? Like, where? How are all of these things happening in your community? We can't seem to get that here. And I'll tell you this, Mike. This happens at the top. Okay, it happens at the top of every community. There's people on top, whether it's a mayor, whether it's council, whether it's your state delegation, yeah. and without their support, yep. all of them, right across the line. Name some. Okay, well, it's Mayor Christensen, of course, champion. Senator Jason Lewis, without the senator's work, the recovery center doesn't come. He fought to, he didn't know what a recovery center was when we first talked. And once he learned about it, he fought tooth and nail to help us get that, to help us bring it to the city because we needed him at the state level. Right. Stephen Altrino. Sure. Paul Donato was absolutely huge in helping us get the spot. Yeah. At the time, before he's the mayor of Melrose, Paul Broda. That's right. Sta- all state yeah. reps. These guys just came to bat for us. This went as far as I got letters from all the surrounding communities, the mayors, 
the police chiefs, police chief Lyle and Melrose, Mayor Di Maria, um, all the way across, everyone giving us letters of support. So many people were instrumental in this, but I have to give my hats off to my Mayor Christensen. I'm telling you, there's just not, I'm speechless. The guy is, um, he believes in what we do. 100 percent and when you when you Shout have out the, to the mayor that's right absolutely and when you have the support at the top it makes a lot of other things oh. easier and yep. i can't leave out police chief kevin mollis okay he's there for us at beck and call every absolutely. event he's amazing yeah wow yeah it, it just there's, there's too many good. yeah there's too many people to thank um and i also work very closely um with the police uh, the, the crime analyst, Dave Ritchie, um, I work on a daily basis with him. All the calls that come in, if there's an overdose, we reach out to the person, which happens. Uh, I'll just give some numbers. Since January 1st of this year, we're at 40 overdoses and eight fatalities here in the city. So, wow. And we just started an opioid task force. I forgot to mention that. That started on, uh, we had our second meeting. So it, it, there's police, there's fire, there's school committee, there's yeah. council, there's myself, there is Dana Brown, there is, um, let me see who else is on there, uh, Pastor Whetstone. So it's right, oh, yeah. A, yeah. right across, there's a group of us that are meeting to see how we can best assist our community and, and help you know, fight this battle and swing and swing it in a different direction. But there's so many things the city of Malden is doing. Fantastic. Yeah. Makes you proud. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, Paul. Mm -hmm. um, you know, along the way, you've raised money in, in a lot of different ways, creative yeah. ways. You've yeah. had musical fundraisers. I always like to bring yeah. Uh, yeah. bring up a, a fun one that, that I attended and and talk about someone who will do anything. Kiss or Bon Jovi? I'm going to say Kiss. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go back to the Kiss one because yeah. um, you, you did the whole makeup. Oh, God, you're going to bring that up. Yeah, I'm bringing I'm, it up. I'm glad you didn't have I'm going to surprise clip. you with an audio clip that oh, we no. have. Guillermo? Oh, no. No, I don't have it. Oh, good, please. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, so we... That we, was a fun... Two, two big fundraisers we run. Um, Dave Russo, he does our comedy night. Dave Russo and friends, just amazing guys come good down. Guy. We, we pack the IA and... Uh, that's that's a that's a really big night for us. And then we do a we like to call it rock addiction. So it was awesome. something we feel. I'm a music guy, Mike. I know. I love rock and roll. Um, it's just that's just in the blood. So we felt we wanted to combine music to combat the disease of addiction. So we like to bring in. We get like a tribute band, and and we do this this night of uh, music, and we bring the community together, and we rock out, and now uh, we raise money, and we just uh, we have a really good time. But to your point, I took one for the team that night. I dressed up. I Kiss forever was is yeah, that the name? That's of the, right. I painted my face and went on stage and sang. You were awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But yeah. anyway, it was we took one for the team, and we had we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything like that on the horizon? Um, right now, no. Yeah. But I'll tell you this: of course, like we like to, we like to, um, we love bringing the community. It's all about bringing the community together. Yep. And so we are going to continuously do fun things with the community where everyone can have a good time, children included. Like there's nothing like bringing Malden overcoming addiction is community driven. That's what we believe in. That's the mission. We seek to connect the community with resources yep. to eliminate fatalities in our community. That's our mission. That's yep. what we do. 
And then the, the, the education you do to reduce the stigma. That's right. We're, you know, it's about education. It's about prevention. There's so many as, you know, facets to this, and that's why we do that event in August our thank you, our give back day to the city because the city of Malden welcomes us with open arms. So we want to just say thank you on that one day a year and we have that special day at Lincoln Commons. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And yeah. that we think is the first Saturday in August. That's right. Which could be August 7th, but check your calendars, mm. folks, because uh, it's been a long year. We're not sure. <laughs> um, good stuff. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your day job. Okay. And how it works hand in hand with with what you do the rest of the, it, the hours it, of the day. It's almost it's a it's a lot of the same stuff but different. So for instance, today, every Wednesday I spend in Malden Recovery Court. Okay. Used to be called drug court, now it's called recovery court. We um, we like coach way to change that stigma. That's correct. So we've changed it to recovery court. It's individuals who um who choose not to go to jail and they choose this program. And we get them the services they need. We create um, like a treatment plan for them that they have to follow. And they're given some recovery coaches. I'm in there. There's about 20 participants that we deal with every week. Um, We help them. We guide them along their way. Some fall. Um, And and today we had a graduation with two people graduated recovery court after 18 months. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, My day-to-day activity is I work with the Malden Police very closely. I work with the Director of Public Health, Chris Webb, very closely. But lately, it's, it's been all COVID vaccines. Sure. That's what we've been doing out of the health department. So I've been, uh, I've been tasked with that as well. So it's kind of multitasking. But, yeah, so I, I work very closely with the Malden Police, work very closely with Malden Drug Court. And any services that come in, we, we're coaching people here in the city. We have two contracted recovery coaches that work for they, – they ultimately I, – I, I oversee that, those coaches – and stuff comes in on the website from Malden residents, and we're currently coaching about 13 Malden residents through the city. So it's just been amazing. Again, Mayor Christensen put this forward. The council uh, voted it in, and I've been in that position for three years. Yeah? Mm. Great So ask. you can walk right into City Hall. Huh. You can walk right into City Hall and get, and get resources and services that you need if you're struggling with uh, any substance use. Disorder. Speaking of City Hall, did you get a did you get a nice new office with the it looks nice out there? Where we, I got a I got a cubicle. Good. <laughs> yeah, I got a cubicle. You know, we're in the health department. There you go. City Hall's beautiful. Oh um, my it, God. It's a beautiful building, and I believe it's going. Don't hold me on the date, but I think we're going to be opening up sometime in June. Oh, is that is that right? Yeah, I oh. think so because uh, again, the 29th, yeah, the mask mandate lifts. Correct. A lot of things lift, and then I I heard on June 15th the state of emergency is lifted. So. Yeah, a lot of good things. Of course, of course the, the sports world is, uh, you know, Fenway's going to be full. I was very disappointed the other day. I'm going to switch gears totally here. I've been, wa- I've been waiting on two concerts to come to Fenway. I've had these tickets for, you know, one's Motley Crue. Uh, you know, one, one and so Motley Crue went and canceled until 2022. Yeah, I was surprised at that decision. And now, now I hear on May 28th, there's 25% in Fenway at 4,500 people. And then on May 29th, they're putting 40 40,000. Full house. Full house. Yeah. So the 28th is 4,500. Yeah. Well, I think that the decision caught a lot of people by surprise and some of these folks who, who bumped up the yeah, tours. So now I'm wondering about Aerosmith in Extreme. I mean, that, that that's one that might be taking place in September. I have no inside information. Yeah. I, I didn't think you would, <laughs> but I just threw it out there. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I, you know, because they, they, 
it's like the marathon. Is the Boston Marathon still on and scheduled? And you're hearing things like, um, you know, the St. Anthony's Feast, which I think is a that great sign. Is Rocco's coming back to Malden? That's what I want to I know. think, I honestly think that St. Rocco's is the same day as Malden Overcomes Day, but at night. So we, oh, that'd know, be nice. We're at 10 a.m. to 2, but I did hear they're looking at that weekend. So I'm not 100% on yeah, that, I but I hear St. Rocco's is, is back. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. I spoke with Peter Levine a while ago, and he says a lot of times they take their cue from what they're doing in the North End there. And when I saw yep. St. Anthony's. Uh, Peter Levine. That's, 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 a that's good the guy. Story. There's the Malden There's guy. There's another guy, right? Yeah. Um, all right. We're coming. We're getting close to the end. We're having. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Paul. Uh, I think Always it's a Im- pleasure. important stuff that uh, you bring to the table and the work that you do. You know, I have so much respect for you. Thanks, if I could Mike. back it up before we... Um, uh, close out tonight. Uh, it's a thought that occurred to me. First of all, you've been very open about your own uh, journey yeah. and recovery. That's right. And um, uh, I had a question regarding the recovery coaches. You find the folks coming to wanting to become a recovery coach, are they, are they folks that uh, have a history of Yes, so I'm, you get I'm glad you asked that. So BSAS actually runs our training. I have to go through um, – I have to go through all the proper channels when I run an academy. Okay. And there's new criteria. You had to, so they they want lived experience now. Every recovery coach that's going into the field has to be a person in recovery. Now, right prior now. to that, they didn't. Well, they oh, they used oh, to they call were. them allies. Okay. You know, they used. It could have been someone, maybe a mother or a father. Oh, I see. You know, like someone who's lived with the addiction for 20 years. It could have been anybody coming in, um, but now it's. You know, lived experience has taken the place. You have to have two years in recovery. And when we run our academies, we like to say that we like people already working in the field. That's yep. a plus, but it's not a. It's not like you don't have to be working in the field. Okay. But you have to have lived experience. So everyone coming in to be a recovery coach is in recovery currently at this time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense that someone, you know what I mean? Well, you know, you know, Mike, I always like to, to share this story. When I first entered in, in my journey, there was a lot of therapy. There was a lot of um, just doctors that I would go see. And my first question would be, are you going to tell me how I feel by the master's degree that you have out of the book you read? Or do you really understand? Do you have lived experience? And I want to talk to someone that really understands where I'm coming from. Right. I don't want you to tell me how I'm feeling because of the book in front of you. Right. It's just, it's just a matter it's, of credibility. It's a, di- it's, it's, it's it's a, a different animal with yeah. recovery. If you really don't understand me, I, I kind of just want someone who does, who, who gets it. So that's a big piece of recovery. The person won't open up. You have to build trust. Right. You have to establish all these boundaries. Right. And it's nice when, when someone is in recovery with you. And that's what you do all day long. All I mean, day. You're, you're, you're Phones, your personal cell phone, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. we oh, talked yeah. about in the oh, past. Yeah. You're getting calls yeah. all hours of the night. And, yeah, I have uh, to shut it off <laughs> when I go to bed. Because, okay. Yeah, I have you to got, sleep. you got to get some sleep. I have to sleep, yeah. Um, yeah. But I know I know it's just, uh, it's literally 24-7, Paul, the dedication. It is. And yeah. we have other folks that you can call. Like sure. if, if my phone's not on, it goes right, it'll send you to a hotline. Right. You know, absolutely. But, but yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't change a thing, Mike. You know, yep. it, it's been, I celebrated 18 years in recovery two weeks ago. Congratulations, my man. Yeah, so. Incredible. Yeah, and I, I anyone that asks, I share it. I'm not ashamed of it. I actually love it. it. It has molded me to the person I am today. I wouldn't change a thing if I could have a do-over, Mike. They always say if you could do it different, I wouldn't change a thing. It's made you who you are. I, right? I wouldn't change a thing. 
Fantastic, man. Yeah, and I did want to mention, uh, I'd be remiss, like we were talking about COVID, losing people, and I lost my dad. Well, that it, was at the beginning of COVID, Paul. It was. That was it, a very it, it was right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lost yeah, my dad, I mean, and I just want to mention yeah, his name. Yeah. Uh, love him to death, but like he was right at the beginning. And uh, did you know Dom Desario? Of course. Okay, so I do want to mention Dom. So my dad <laughs> passed on March 24th, right at the beginning of COVID. And then Dom, um, I can't mention the Bridge Recovery Center without mentioning Dom Desario, because without Dom Desario, the bridge isn't here. The work that Dom did right next to me, yeah. I without Dom, it doesn't happen. Like Dom was, he was my right hand. He was my sponsor. He was my best friend. He was my mentor. And Dom got sick with cancer and he passed. Um, it'll be a year coming up in a, in a few weeks. But I do, I do have to so You lost your dad and then a very... Uh, my dad and my and, later, and Dom. Yeah, and it was yeah, back to yeah. back. And, and uh, it was difficult for So there was some dark times for MOA. I didn't know. You know, I didn't want to continue without him. There was just a lot of decisions that had to be made financially. Like, Dom, Dom was the glue. Yeah. He was the treasure. He did all the stuff behind the scenes. You know, like, Dom was just underrated. Yeah, so didn't. how do you get out of that 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 darkness? What what made you say no? This this is this this too shall pass. Well, um, his wife for one. You know, I had a long talk with his wife because I was you know really contemplating many things, and and she just said you you have to do this. You know, you you need to yeah carry and on. So now not only that, so the bridge has a a mosaic picture. There's a huge dedication wall with his picture and a saying. Um, our scholarship program at Malden Overcoming Addiction now is called the Dom Desario Scholarship Program. Beautiful. So we are just going to honor him um, every event I do, everywhere we go, and I I couldn't not mention his name on the show because um, without Domi, I I believe that this isn't where it is. Oh, I'm glad you you took the time to say that. So something that... that when you felt your whole world is collapsing around you is now that memory is what what uh, thrives you and fuels you That's one thing i learned mike you just can't give up good advice out there well, folks. what's the alternative like you just you, you can't give up you just we all there's a four letter word and it's called life and we all go through it regardless what that looks like for each one of us it will always get better like you just power through and that's it. That's all it's about. Yeah. And it's about helping others. Like, we're convinced Martin Luther King said it the best. Like, what have you done for others? That, that's it. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm all choked up here. That's it. It's an important show. I'm glad you came by. We're down to our last few minutes. Uh, I want to uh, mention a couple of those uh, events coming up, first and foremost. It's a little different this year, but the June on June 9th, Stop the Stigma. Yep, Stop the Stigma Day. have a social media promotion. Mm-hmm. That's going to rock the, rock the city. And check on Malden Overcoming Addiction's Facebook page for all the details. Fantastic. Yep. Um, so uh, join in, be a part of that. And then, again, the big thank you to Malden. Yep. August uh, 7th, Malden uh, Overcomes Day. First Saturday in August. Um, it's fantastic that we're getting to all these outside functions mm-hmm. again and, and, and for your organization and, and for a lot of other people, too. Yep. So. Um, all right, my friend. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. Any last uh, uh, last things you can say to the folks? Uh, how about folks right now? You looking at that camera? You're struggling. There's hope. There's there's some place to go. 
This gentleman right next to me is someone you can call. Never give up. He, he, said it, he said it best. There's hope out there. And if you're looking right now into this camera, uh, wherever you are and are struggling, pick up the phone. Or, or get online if you're able to and go to, go to these resources that are out there because um, there's a better tomorrow. And it's guys like this that are f on the front lines fighting, making it happen. Paul? Thanks, Mike. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Just, uh, um, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's great to have you on. I want to have you back and keep doing uh, uh, the work that you do. Never give up, man. Never give up. That's Never give up. the message, right? Never. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, any last words? If you are struggling, you can reach me at 781-838-2203. You can reach out to MaldenOvercomingAddiction.com. You can go to the City of Malden's website and go to the Health Department un under Substance Use Services. Um, it gets better. Just don't give up. Hang in there and reach out for help. Those are my last words. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, my friend. You know, I was scrolling through uh, some of the uh, stuff you have online, and, uh, and, and you mentioned Martin Luther King quote. I'm a big guy. I love quotes. And I saw, I saw a quote in, in some of your literature from Helen Keller, who knows a little yeah. bit about something about oh, yeah. uh, overcoming adversity. So I thought I'd uh, find something else from her to end the show with, folks. And, uh, of course, Helen, Car uh, Helen Keller, American author, uh, disability rights activist, among other things, wore many hats and is an inspiration to all. She said, although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. Mm. Ain't that the truth? Stay positive. There's hope out there for you suffering. Uh, there's better days ahead. And uh, God bless you, Malden. We'll see you next month.